Welcome to Fate Gamer Girls. This is the gamer podcast for people who love to go hitchhiking. My name is Aaron. I'm Sam. I'm Josie. And uh, I was going to say something clever, but I forgot it. Somebody else be Uh, funny. I and this is the podcast where we get killed by strangers. That's actually very true. What's the opposite of 69? 96. <laughs> O-M-G. And that's relevant because today we're talking about the game Road 96. True. Nice. Would have been better if it was Road 69, but I guess you gotta work with the material you're given, I guess. And that's gross. So true. Yeah, and also if there was a video game called Road 69, I wouldn't have ever played it, so. Yeah. Road 96, I'm like, yeah, I could play that. That sounds interesting. Road 69, I would immediately have filtered You're out like, on my what Steam. Is my, I have my Steam settings to not show me, like, explicit games, so yeah. I wouldn't have ever even known. <laughs> it's like those so sexy anime games. Um, yeah, You're Road 96. Wait, what? As if you're not interested in the sexy anime game? I know we're all shocked by this. So Road, <laughs> yeah. Road 96 is a game that I said, guys, I'm going to do an episode on Road 96. And Josie said, I was going to do an episode on Road 96. Yeah. So I did the notes, but Josie also wanted to. So credit. I'm, I'm not that familiar with the game, so I'll, I'll be learning from you anyways. Great. I was planning on doing research, and I just did it, because you said you were going to. Yeah, well, and I actually already oh. played it, like, a month or two ago, so it's on yeah. Game Pass. That's how I played it. But Road 96 is a sort of road trip, hitchhiking simulator uh, sort of story game. It's a little bit of a walking simulator, but... Um, not really. So, let's just get started. In Road 96, you live in the nation of Petria. Uh, It is 1996. What did you say? I said petrol. Petroleum. Uh, So, in 1996, you are a teen, and you live in Petria, which is a large authoritarian nation. And they have, like, images of a map. It's similar almost to the size of, like, Russia. It's extremely large. Um, And it's basically surrounded by water on, like, three sides. And then there's a mountain range on the north side of the country. And that's the only way to leave the country of Petria. Um, It is a bad place for almost everyone. For most people, it is a bad place to live. And no one wants to live there. And you are trying to escape the existing regime of President Tyrak, which is a hilariously on-the-nose name. Uh, They said tyrant, tyranny. Let's go with Tyrak. President Tyrak. That's clever. Tyrak. Tyrak. You know, Tyrak (laughs) backwards is carrot. Uh, If you don't know how to spell. Yeah. Um, okay, we started, we, 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 yeah, we jumped in, like, really fast into the episode content today, (laughs) and Sam's brain broke, I guess. 
having to do this. With, there's no on-ramping for me, so I just am saying unhinged things. That's fine. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, so- you... <laughs> Go ahead. If you can hear Azula licking the freak out of herself right now. I don't hear anything, but... But if you hear any weird sounds, it's my cat being a monster. Tell her I'm proud of her for being so clean. Zuli, why do you have to do it loudly? It's freaking me out. I don't hear anything. Good. Um, You don't want (laughs) So in Road 96, you start as an unnamed teen. You're a nameless teen. And you are thousands of miles away from the border. And you are trying to reach Road 96. Which is the commercial really- mountain road that leads out of Petria. What How were you? Know you're a teen. It's like the whole thing. Like teens, teens are like that's- fleeing the country in droves, and the government is really pissed about it. And sometimes there's posters that are like missing teens, and sometimes people will be like, "You look like one of them missing teens on the poster. I'm calling the cops." So. Your journeys, so you will have many journeys through Road 96. So uh, you'll actually play as a number of nameless missing teenagers uh, in these procedurally generated road trip stories. So procedurally generated means uh, a lot of games use this methodology now is that the game engine essentially creates a new unique experience uh, every time you play. So in this case, Every time you start a new journey as a new character, uh, you will basically have a bunch of unique experiences um, based on the procedure that the game is built around. So, for example, there are like seven characters that you can meet. The game will generate you a new story based on various encounters with those various NPCs. This is also really common in like dungeon crawlers. So like Every time you enter the dungeon, it's new and it's different. It's not completely randomly generated because it is a procedure based on the procedure that the game has set up so that like every floor of the dungeon will have XYZ vendor or will have X many exits, that sort of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, like Cult of the Lamb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so most roguelites and roguelikes are procedurally generated now. And it's so common that it's not even really like a selling point anymore so just one of those things Mm -hmm. but you start as your character and then you will reach the border uh or you'll die and after you reach the border as one nameless character faceless character you then get to start again as another teenager starting from a new point experiencing new story beats you Um, know what this reminds me of (laughs) dream life the Oregon Trail. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's kind of similar to that. Um, where, yeah, there are like certain things that will happen every yeah. time. Yeah, time you get to the end, you get to just do the Oregon Trail again with different characters. Yeah, exactly. This is this is like solo modern Oregon Trail. Um, you do have some things to worry about, like energy and money. It's pretty straightforward. It's like, this is how much money you have, and then you have a certain number of energy bars, and walking or trying to get somewhere takes certain amounts of energy, and then resting recovers walking. energy, and eating recovers energy. Do you say not getting dysentery. See, there's no dysentery in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, 
No I think rattlesnakes. Game uh more realistic. Do you think that this game is yeah. or Oregon Trail? Like, I know, like dysentery would make Road ninety six more realistic. <laughs> Yeah, because dysentery is a modern disease that people yeah, were like still I, getting in 1996. I, every time I go outside, I get dysentery, and I feel like that would make me feel more connected. I don't feel like you yeah. want to be advertising that to the world since it <laughs> is the diarrhea disease where you literally crap yourself to death. What dysentery is, Aaron? <laughs> I know, I'm telling yeah, you. We know, we know. I just don't think it's like... Aaron, don't- Act like you don't get dysentery every time you go outside, too. <laughs> never crapped myself to death. <laughs> yeah, you have- I don't know what the modern problems of Petri are, since it's not a real place. Dysentery, I don't <laughs> think that it's that outside of the realm of possibilities that Petri could have a dysentery problem. You're right. I'm sure someone could have it. Something's gotta give them dysentery. <laughs> I guess. You're right. If someone ate, like, animal feces off the ground in Petria, they would probably get dysentery. So why don't they add that feature? Because yeah, why, why would you do that? Oh, it's more realistic. <laughs> You're so annoying. Okay, go on, go on. You also <laughs> don't get any other diseases, to be fair. It's not like what? it's not like you can get all the diseases except dysentery. That's lame. No rattlesnakes, no dysentery. Um is there is there buffaloes to shoot? No. You can sometimes find <laughs> money like on Goodness. the ground. You-, you can steal money, you can get money from NPCs. Um, and then you can rest and eat to recover your energy. And you can go by foot, uh, hitchhiking, bus, or taxi. Or you can sometimes steal a car. And then uh, oh. over time as you play, your gar- your characters... That's a typo. I should not have put an apostrophe there. We're not going to worry about it. Your characters can gain skills. And then the skills that they do get will carry over between your characters. So it's like if oh in, really yeah so if I because they're pretty hard to get it takes a significant amount of time so the skills are essentially unlocked from advancing the NPCs stories enough where they give you something so it's like it it'll make sense when I get to the NPCs but the skills are hacking lock picking luck cleverness extra energy and then there's like a credit card um, and then there is an election coming up in Petria. President Tyrak, who is the current president and a bad, bad guy, is running against Senator Flores. Uh, and Senator Flores is pretty clearly, like, for change. And this is bad. Um, and you can choose your ideologies in the game by doing things like leaving graffiti and defacing posters, stuff like that. Um, Just general, general teen stuff. Well, yeah. I guess general teen in the 90s stuff. Because you're not going to, like, tweet about your political opinions in 1996. Mm, Yeah. But there are, like, uh, so I said there are seven-ish main story characters. Um, The the reason I said seven-ish is because there are eight, but two of them are, like, always together. And they're basically one Um, character in two people, so... Essentially twins. seven. They, I think they're twin brothers. They're brothers. I don't I, know if they're twins. I knew they were twins. Big twin energy. What'd you say, Josie? I said I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, so we'll get to everyone. But your character will meet uh, 
these people, you will typically encounter each person once per journey, but not every single journey will lead you to meet every person depending on the choices you make. So you get a lot of choices where it'll be like, I need to get, like, I'm at this stop. I need to keep going. I can choose to ride the bus if I have money. I can choose to call a taxi if I have money. I can choose to hitchhike. I can choose to walk. Um, and depending on... So, like... Go ahead. Sorry. So, like, if you hitchhike, then it will always be one of these seven people. Sometimes, sometimes it'll just be, like you traveled good job like sometimes it just skips the encounter entirely and sometimes it's not even while you're traveling it'll be like you get to a gas station and one of these npcs will be at the gas station or at a diner or sometimes they're riding the bus or sometimes like one is a police officer if you steal a car she could pull you over um stuff Mm. like that so since you play as a different kid every time you make it to the border They don't, like, remember you specifically, but the characters have stories that progress every time you meet them, and the events don't repeat. So it's essentially Mm -hmm. like you are playing as a nameless person in these characters' stories. It's more about them than it is about you. Yeah. So, first character. This is the first one that I met, and I think (laughs) that he is the first one that everyone meets. Um, John, a.k.a. Papa Bear. Uh, John is a big, scary truck driver, and his trucker name is Papa Bear, and he looks like a lumberjack, (laughs) like he is large, he has a big bushy beard, Um, he is missing two fingers, it's... I'm sorry, but there's nothing less intimidating than being like, my name's Papa Bear. Well, so it's like his CB radio (laughs) name. Okay. Um, so he doesn't like go around being like, I'm Papa Bear, it's like on his CB radio, he'll be like, this is Papa Bear. Um... So, John is a member of the Black Brigades, which are extremely important to the game. Uh, The Black Brigades are a radical group that seeks to dismantle the existing regime through sometimes violent means. Um, And so, when you're choosing, like, in the game, it's like you can do things like your ideologies. Uh, You can essentially choose between three things, and none of them are to support President Tyrak because... He's, like, straight-up evil. Um, But (laughs) the choices are essentially to support the Black Brigades, which is, like, inciting violence, being, like, tear it all down. Um, Supporting Senator Flores, which is, like, democracy brings about change or a sort of uh, leave it all behind, like, I'm a loner kind of mentality. Like, I'm getting out of here for me. Um, So, John, you find out through his story that Uh, His wife, Connie, died in 1986 in the Peak Collapse. And the Peak Collapse is also extremely important to the story. So the Peak Collapse was essentially a massive terrorist attack on the mountain, the border mountain. It's called Mount National. Um, And there was explosions placed at the base of the mountain that caused like a massive landslide during uh, some kind of, like, event. So there were a ton of people there, and people were crushed and killed really horribly. Um, And the narrative ongoing in the country is that the Black Brigades were behind this um, entire, you know, terrorist attack, but it's also pretty unclear whether that's true or if the government had more to do with it than they let on. Um, And so the Black Brigades definitely are 
a violent group at times, but they also are trying to bring about change and uh, it's, it's very complicated. And so his wife died during that. And he, John has a very complex relationship with the Black Brigades because of this. And he is really like a kind man and he seems to have lost a big part of himself. So he's part of this like aggressive radical group, but he also like isn't happy about it. Um, yeah. And he's like super, he's probably the nicest character in the game. Like anytime he sees you as a character, as like a lost teen, he will offer you a ride. He gives you food, stuff like that. So it's a really nice guy. And I have a quote from each of the characters. So John's quote is, I screwed up. I became part of something that turned bad. Not one day goes by that I don't regret it. So, and he's still an active member of the Black Brigades, like in this playthrough. So it's, like I said, it's very complex. Um, next character we have is Fanny, a.k.a. Officer Campbell, a.k.a. Mama Bear. Um, and she is a... Oh, so this is just Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Yeah, actually. There's a big bear. This is like, <laughs> this is like road trip uh, retelling of the classic <laughs> fairy tale. There is no one named Baby Bear, but there basically is a Baby Bear. Um, oh my god! So Fanny is a police officer, and she and John have a CB radio kind of long-distance relationship, flirtationship. Um, so they're Mama Bear and Papa Bear. Um, and they have, like, made dates to get together, but John found out that she was a police officer and basically chickened out because he's kind of a wanted criminal um so not the best match um but fanny is a police officer she's employed by the state of petria so she is kind of the opposite of john where um you know he's he's working with this radicalist group that's like actively fighting the government whereas she is employed by the government um but she does have some qualms with especially the behavior of other officers um, so hitchhiking is illegal in Petria and teens are getting like arrested and sent to work camps like left and right. Um, and she has several events where she will turn a blind eye to a player character and let them go um, because she's like, that's really stupid to send a teenager to a work camp for trying to get a better life. Um, which I hot take. I agree with that. Oh, oh Drew. Yeah. Um, so that's my hot take. Um, it seems like it would be crazy to just be like, you know what? Stay with Tyrak. It's it's the way. There is no war in bossing say. That's kind of how it is. There's a there is a, a few characters that are like that. Um, yeah. But Fanny is very much like she kind of doesn't believe that like the country is as bad as it is, but she knows things aren't great, and she has a few events in the game. Where, like, people will be like, how could you work for them? And and that's clearly a really hard conversation for her. And she doesn't want to believe, like, what's really going on, you know? So she's she's sort of like a good cop dealing with the concept of ACAB. Um, so it's complicated for her as well. They're like two, her and John are like, she and John are like two sides of the same coin where they're yeah. both like, hmm. I don't like this group that I'm in, but I'm still in it. Exactly, and they're exact opposite groups, directly opposed, and they're both extremely kind people who just want to help. Um, Fanny is a mother as well, so she has a son, and her son recently ran away, which we will get to, 
And all she really wants is for him to come home. And in several events, she just gets so upset with herself for, like, everything she could have done differently to protect her son and 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 just feeling like, you know, and she she's very caring to the player characters in every interaction as well. But Fanny's quote is, take care of yourself, okay? The roads can be mean. Just like the road in the book The Road. It's actually nothing like that at all. <laughs> um, no, this is just like, uh, I've that's never weird. read it. That book is like, about like the apocalypse. That's, that's just kind of what this sounds like. Okay. The apocalypse. <laughs> okay, so Alex, a.k.a. A from Pretty Little Liars. I remember this guy. Yeah, so this kid is, he is a 14-year-old computer genius, and he is the adopted son of Officer Fanny. So he is kind of baby bear. Um, oh. Uh, Alex is the most non-binary seeming character I've ever encountered in a video game. But he goes by he, him. But, like, Alex, first of all, is a gender-neutral name, and and it's, like, a boy character, he's clearly more masculine presenting, but he also is wearing, like, purple, which is, like, a very gender-neutral color, almost more feminine. And then um, his voice actor is a woman, and so he has a very, like, cartoonishly gender-neutral voice. It's so weird. So the whole like game... Turner voice? Yeah, exactly. Like, I was like, this is a... This this person's pronouns are they, them. And then he was like, he. And I was like, got it. Here we are. <laughs> um, but so Alex is uh, Officer Fanny's son. And after discovering that his parents, his late parents, his biological parents, were black brigades that died in the peak collapse, um, Alex decides to run away from home and spend some time on the road. And he is hurt that his ex-mom, which is what he keeps calling her, he keeps saying ex-mom, um, hid the yeah. truth from him. And he is hurt that, you know, she never told him and he wants to learn more about his family's past. And so he is unofficially aiding the Black Brigades, John specifically, uh, through like radio communication. And he does things like perform hacking tasks in exchange for info on his biological parents. Does John know that it's Fanny's kid? Um, I don't know. I think eventually, but at the times that I got to him, no. Um, and also, mm. I will say the first time I met John, so it it's randomized for some of these. So the first time I met John, he was wandering through the desert crying um, because he was sad because he found out that Mama Bear was a cop. And he and I played soccer together. And he says I'm walk around the desert and cry well now. he's like a trucker he <laughs> pulled over he got a little drunk and then he was like crying on the side of the road because he was sad because he really loves mama bear but she's a cop um the first time i met officer campbell aka fanny she i was at a gas station and um several cops pulled up uh, and were threatening to arrest me and someone else. And when those two cops got distracted, like, she pulled up later and was like, what's going on here? And when those two cops got distracted, she was like, get your little booty out of here. Hustle. I'll just say you got away. Um, like, she was supposed to arrest me and didn't. And then the first time I met Alex was when I took a bus. Um, Alex has this portable computer that he takes with him that has, like, an antenna on it. 
and he was like, what's up, homie? And he's so annoying. And he does this, like, super annoying, like, yo, what up, Holmes? Like, kind of talk. <laughs> um, it's super yeah. weird. And this kid is, like, it's also especially weird because his mom is a black woman. And he is, like, a white, maybe, like, half white, half Asian child. And he's doing, like, this, like, black scent so aggressively the entire game. And his mom doesn't at all. It's so <laughs> weird. His mom is, like, super professional. Like, not that... Okay, sorry, I shouldn't say that. Not that AAVE isn't professional. But she's, like, very straight-laced, like, cop speak. And freaking Alex is so obnoxious. He's like, yo, what up, home slice? Are you ready to go hack the swizzled McGizzle with me? And I'm always like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so he's horrible. Um, super annoying. Um, I, I go ahead. I just remember he was a freak. Yeah, yeah. Super I, annoying. To her though. Um, That's yeah. So Alex's quote that I have is: "Sometimes you gotta be radical, especially when you're living in a dictatorship." But like, I'm sure in the game he probably said, "Especially when you're living in a dictatorship, dog." Like that's how <laughs> freaking annoying this kid is. So that's kind of that triangle of NPCs. The next one we have is Sonia Sanchez. So Sonia is, yes, she is very pretty. Sonia is, what'd you say? I said she's insane. I love it. Yeah, Sonia's crazy. She is a reporter for GNN, which is sort of, it's it's more like Fox. Um, She is the host of the Sonia show. What? I said good mythical morning. Oh, okay. G-N-N. No. Good no. mythical morning. Um, yes. She is pretty awful and pretty mean to you in, like, every encounter. And she's also <laughs> extremely pro-Tyrak. Um, what the heck? On her show. So she is sort of like a Ben Shapiro type. Um, yes. She mm-hmm. is Tucker Carlson before before his show got canceled. Got canceled. <laughs> yeah, and before his text came out. Anyway, we don't need to talk about it. Um, <laughs> she is extremely pro Tyrac on her show. Extremely anti Flores and anti Black Brigades. Um, it's very clear that she is like a government agent spreading government propaganda through a quote unquote independent news source. Um, and she has this weird like persona about her where when you talk to her off camera she has a thick southern accent um and when she's on camera she does not and you can ask her about it and she's like well they said my accent was unprofessional and they're idiots um so she's very weird but she does have a pretty horrible past um she was at the peak collapse um she was reporting on the event that was taking place it was some kind of election event 10 years back and uh, a young girl, like, died pretty horribly right in front of her. And she has, like, really severe survivor's guilt over this. And she is, like, coping with alcohol pretty aggressively. Um, but she's also a pretty bad person. So that's that. Uh, and her quote that I have is, You can't live your life in fear. That's a motto of mine. Mm. Um, we next have Jared, a.k.a. Psycho Taxi Driver. So, so Jared is a taxi driver, and he's also a straight-up literal serial killer. Um, yep. Oh, gosh. And he will kill your character. Yeah, really? Straight up, you can get murdered by this guy many times. Um, 
So Jared's daughter, Lola, uh, died really horribly in the peak collapse, and it actually happened to be the same little girl that Sonia basically died, or Sonia was, like, right next to her as she died, like, crushed to death. Um, And after his daughter, Lola, died, he pretty much lost his mind and became a crazy murderer. Uh, He hates... you do. Yeah, so he hates the Black Brigades, uh, especially... And he hates Sonia Sanchez. It's his number one target. But he will kill anyone, including the player, uh, because he has, like, severe anger issues and basically just snapped. Um, I mean, but, why does he hate Sonia specifically? So he he believes that Sonia could have done more to save his child and that it was her fault that his daughter was where she was, when she was. and um, He's psychotic crazy. But uh, Sonia was basically right there reporting and, like, you know, could have, sort of, but, you know, could have, should have, would have kind of thing. Sonia also does have several quotes in the game where she'll say things like, I wish I died and she didn't, because she feels so horrible about this little girl, like, horribly dying in front of her. Um, But Jared uh, wants to kill Sonia so bad. He has been sending her death threats, like, every day for 10 years. Um, He is constantly stalking her, and she has security with her at all times. And, yeah, he wants... Can he ever kill her in any of the... I don't know, is my answer to that. Uh, I know that the NPCs can die in this game. However, I was trying to keep this moderately spoiler-free. Oh. But my quote from him is, Before we get much further, I should let you know that I have some anger management issues. Now you know. Um, And I forgot to say this. about it. Yeah, yeah. So I forgot to say this. The first time I met Sonia in the game was uh, with, so she was reporting at a campaign rally that I came across on my travels. And you can talk to her and be like, put me on TV, interview me. And you can convince her to interview you. And uh, you can do things like, oh, no, no, no. Sorry. I'm getting things mixed up. She will ask her, like, camera guy doesn't show up, and she will be like, I'll give you 20 bucks to hold the camera. Just hold it still. Um, and you can do things like move the camera to show a poster of Senator Flores. Uh, stuff like that. But, um, so you can, like, help her out at that rally. And then there's, like, a horrible, like, people start freaking out and rioting. And you can try and film the riot, and she gets pissed at you. And she's like, keep the camera away from that! Anyway, that was the first time I met her. Um, The first time I met Jared, I actually did not meet Jared on my first playthrough. I didn't meet him until my second character. Uh, And it was the first time I called a taxi. And uh, he was really scary. And he was driving the taxi because he's a taxi driver. And he had someone in the trunk. And (laughs) I was sitting in the back of this taxi. And I kept hearing, run away, run away. Um, that's funny. Like someone screaming in uh-huh, the trunk. Uh huh. So that was cool. And then my character kept like looking back and being like, "What's going on?" And then he notices that you noticed, and he gets mad at you, and he like locks you in the car, and he starts like kind of driving, and um, you basically have to keep him calm in order to not get killed. So he'll ask you questions like, "Have you heard of Sonia Sanchez?" And there's like a right and wrong answer, and. He'll ask you what you think of her and stuff like that. And I, he never killed me. Um, Because you can keep him calm and he just lets you go. 
You're just like, good luck person in the trunk. Well, I'm pretty sure he killed them. <laughs> well, now maybe I'm mixing up two different things. So there is a moment where he is like attacking someone in the trunk, like obviously killing them. And I managed to escape and run away on foot. So it, he's just a serial killer. That's none of my business. <laughs> Seriously. And then we have Stan and Mitch. So Stan and uh, Mitch are the that, two. That's who I thought you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, so they're kind of the two for ones. Um, they are brothers. I'm not sure if they're twins. They always I have like ski them. masks on, like balaclavas. And they are motorcycle riding criminal brothers. And they are very, very dumb. Um, they are bumbling idiots with like a shotgun and a machete, which is cool and safe. Um Sometimes they will help the player, and other times they will beat you up and rob you, um, which nice. is cool. So the first Just time... when you see a teen and you beat them up and rob them. Yeah, like a hitchhiking lost teen who's, like, probably poor as crap. Um, the first time I met Stan and Mitch was actually the first time I tried hitchhiking in the game. They pick you up in their motorcycle sidecar, and they're just crazy, and they're like, Stan and Mitch! Like, constantly screaming yeah. that. Um, and that's they, actually so funny. It was so weird. They're literally insane, but they were super cool to me the first time I met them. And they let me like ride in their motorcycle, and they were telling me about this serial killer that they were trying to catch. Um, and it was crazy. And they also very immediately are like, "We love Sonia. We love Sonia." They call her Sweet Sonia. They're obsessed with her. They love her. They're like huge fans. Um, and they very clearly express that they are hunting down a man who wants to hurt her, which is Jared, the taxi driver. And most of their story revolves around them pursuing him. Uh, and it seems like they're just like super fanboys. It turns out Sonia is their little sister. Whoa. Um, and then like the second or third time I ran into them, they did, uh, beat me up, tie me to a chair and take all my money. Yes, that's of them is that they kidnap you and beat you up yeah so it's cool it's really cool um they're crazy as frick um but so i have a quote from stan which is embrace your criminal destiny kid and a quote from mitch is if anything happens to sweet sonia i might just go crazy because you're not already but okay yeah um, and then finally, uh, the least attached, so those were all in kind of a triangle as well. Uh, we finally have Zoe, who, Zoe is pretty much the main character, I would say. Yes, I remember her. She is a troubled teen, and she is trying to reach the border and flee Petria. Um, and Zoe is interesting, and she is pretty much the main character, because Zoe's story, unlike the other stories... Uh, always plays out in the exact same order. So some, like all of the other characters will have their various encounters with you in like pretty much any order. Um, where like they have a set number of cutscenes, and you can get like cutscene number three first, you know, because mm-hmm. um, it doesn't matter as much. But Zoe's story is much more linear and you will always get her cutscenes in the same order. Um so Zoe is the daughter of Petria's prime minister of oil. Not prime minister of oil. Just minister of oil. That's not a position. Prime minister of oil. <laughs> you know. So Zoe's, yeah, Zoe's father is Petria's minister of oil. And after uh, realizing how horrible the government really is, she decides to run from home. Um, 
And oh, that's kind of insane to me that there's just like a the just a constant flow of teens that are like I'm running away from home. Yeah, and like, there are several other like nameless teen NPCs that you run into on the road. And you can actually do things in the game like leave money for other teenagers under a rock. Um and that like improves your karma and stuff, but it I mean, it's I, really the country seems to me very similar to something like Berlin while the wall was still up um you know where it's sort of like it's not like a third world country necessarily but it is a really bad place to be and people don't want to be there um yeah and like you're trying to escape can you guys hear me yeah okay is it possible that you leave stuff that you can get in another playthrough yeah so you can leave money for your future self yeah, it's interesting, um, which I will get to that, too. So Zoe uh, is actually, her story is what the prequel game that just came out is about. It's called Road 96 Mile Zero. Um, and yeah, that prequel game is all about Zoe and basically Zoe's uh, life at home and her decision to run away. But eventually in the game, Zoe is arrested by the police because they catch her and they're like, we're taking you back to your dad. Um, But the Black Brigades intervene because they know who she is and they free her. And she eventually joins forces with the Brigades because she has insider information about the government. And she is tasked with getting across the border to expose the truth about Petria to other countries. Um, So it's almost like North Korea in that way, too, of like super closed off, like other countries don't even fully understand what's going on um and yeah like i said zoe's story is the focus of the prequel game uh so if you're interested in her check that out road 96 mile zero um and her quote is my name's zoe i don't know about you but i've had a pretty intense journey to get here and those are the characters any questions about the characters Nope. I don't think so. Okay, so then the last thing I wanted to cover was how to escape Petria. So, uh, after players traverse the vast distance between their start and the border, they will always reach Road 96, which is the commerce road that leads out of Petria. Um, And this is actually where you can do things like, there's like a specific rock that you can leave money underneath the rock and then in a future playthrough if you check under the rock that money is there and you can take it um so like if you're ever playing and you're like i have a ton of money as this character i'm gonna leave a little bit um it's cool and there's also like a spot where you can uh tag a wall with graffiti before you leave the country on every playthrough and so in future playthroughs you'll see like your old graffiti um stuff like that so there are a number of ways to escape the country. So it's it's not that simple. You don't just walk across the border, you know. Um, one does not simply. And, uh, yes. Like in Detroit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like in real life also. Um, okay. Yeah, but I, my experience is with Detroit. True, where you have to, like, sneak. Um, yeah, so there are several ways. So the first way to escape is the smuggler. So uh, near the border, there is a Black Brigade camp, and you can pay to basically hire, like, a coyote smuggler to get you through the checkpoints um, by essentially, like, paying off the guards for you. 
Um, my experience with this, oh, and you can only use each way once. Um, so once you've used it as a character, you can't use it again. Um, so that was the first one I tried because it was the first, I didn't really realize on my first playthrough that there were like a lot of options. And I just kind of walked up to this lady and she was clearly a smuggler. And she was like, it's going to cost you a hundred bucks. And I was like, I only had like 20. And I was like, please. And she was like, fine, I'll help you. Um, and I was like, sick. And then it cut to nighttime. And then she was like, all right, kid, hand over the cash. And I was like, I don't have it. She was like, bye, you're on your own, ho, and left. Oh, my um, God. So I was like, just kind of stuck. Only thing, the only one I've seen is her. Yeah, which I think this is a lot of people's first uh try she's kind of like the first one that you run into so I I just kind of start walking um in the dark trying not to get spotted and then there's another kid Uh, yeah there's like a teenager who's like sitting there and he's like bro my smuggler ditched me too I'm alone and you basically (laughs) can be like sucks to suck or come with me and I was like yeah let's go together um And as we were trying to, uh, as this kid and I are walking together, a guard spots us. And this guard is clearly corrupt because he's like, I'll let you guys go for 150 bucks or whatever it is. I, again, did not have any money. So I was like, please? And he basically goes, hope you guys can run fast. And then he goes, yo, we got some smuggled kids, blah, 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 like, alerts all the guards you start sprinting uh and then there's a wall and you have to kind of jump over the wall and this kid is like here let me boost you um and so i let him boost me and as he's boosting me over the wall he gets shot and dies oh my god um and i make it over the wall and i escape the country Wow, and you're like i'll never forget you kid yeah i've seen it's very sad it's really horrible um and it's like, I think that there is an ending to that where you can both get shot. Um, I don't is there think, an ending where you yes, both get shot? I don't think there's any way to save that kid. I've seen the ending where you both get shot. Yeah, no. I don't believe there's any way to save him. Bad. Yeah, yeah, so the next way to get out is the truck. So, um, like I said, it's a commerce road, so there are a lot of large trucks. Um, and there are a few truckers that you can essentially either bribe to let you hide in the back of their truck or you can um beg basically um and you can also try and hide in a truck without getting noticed by the driver of the truck but I guarantee that goes bad every time so uh when I did this I um what was I gonna say when you did this, you did what? When I did the truck, I think I paid a guy to let me hide in the back of his truck. And you basically have to do like several challenges to not get caught. So it'll be like, you can hear him talking and the guards will be like, do you got anybody back there? Um, and he'll be like, no. And they'll be like, well, it doesn't even matter because we have new technology that can sense anyone breathing. Um, and so you have to like hold your breath as a mini game. And then it'll be like, and we have movement sensors. So you have to like not move. And I didn't, I, when I did this, I kind of forgot um, that you can like, so I was playing with mouse and keyboard 
And when you move your mouse to look around, that counts as like moving your head in the game. Yeah. And so it was like, don't move. And I was like looking around the truck like an idiot. And they were like, we're sensing movement back there. And I was like, never mind. Oh. <laughs> and, and they didn't care that much. And then there's also, when you get in the back of the truck, there is like a piece of like beef jerky or something falls out of a box and you can like save it for later or you can eat it. And eating in that game, like the game trains you to pretty much eat everything as soon as you find it because you always need more energy. So I was like, sweet, om, 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 om. and then there's like a dog, like a sniffer dog that almost catches you. But if you have the beef jerky, you can throw it to the dog and he won't snitch on you. Um, but uh, you can also get away from that by basically climbing through a hatch and like hiding under the truck, like in the wheel well, like laying like stealth style. So I ended up having to do that, but then I busted the frick out of there. So that was awesome. Nice. Um, the next way is the mountain. So this is the road by Mount National. Um, and you can actually just leave on foot through this like super dangerous mountain road. Um, and it essentially requires you to walk around a bunch, camp out a couple times, uh, some like mountaineering, some climbing. And... Um, you can fail this and die in the mountains if you don't have enough energy going in. So you have to have like a certain number of energy bars to make it. Um, but hmm. I did succeed at this one as well. And then the next one is the exam. So you can actually just basically walk past a guard and lie to them and pass like a little exam. So they'll ask you questions like, where are you going? Who are you? What's your citizenship? Are you a black brigade? And you essentially have to either get every single question right or uh, pay off the guard according to how many questions you got wrong and you can get through that way. Um, oh. There is also a tunnel, like an abandoned uh, like access way tunnel that you can get into once you have the hacking skill. It has like an electronic lock that you can hack and you can go through that way. Um, and then finally, if you have played through like all of Zoe's story, uh, you can cross with her. Um, and I won't get into detail about that, but there is a way to leave with Zoe once you've like gone through all of her story beats. And that is Road 96. Witness. Woo -woo! Road 96, road not Road 69. No. What are your Weird thoughts? It's 1996 and it's also called Road 96. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, it's just pretty straightforward. I think they were just like, this is the game. Yeah. Like, they it weren't... sounds like a fun game. It's definitely really yeah. interesting. It was a lot more interesting than I initially thought. Like, there's a lot more, like, political stuff going on. Um, but, yeah, it was... Sounds a little stressful. It's a little stressful, but it's not too, like, action-packed, so... How long did it take you to play? Well, so I didn't beat the whole thing. And that's kind of the nice thing about it is you don't really have to. Like, you can kind of get the full experience. I probably played, like, 20 hours. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah. What are you guys playing right now? I'm playing Honkai Star Rail and Sea of Thieves. Me, too, with Honkai Star Rail. Um, which is the new game from the same people that make Genshin Impact. And I'm also playing uh, Soul Hackers 2, 
which someone recommended last week. Who was Somebody it? Somebody said like it last week. It was Colin last week said he uh, said, no, he said Soul Hackers 2 made him realize why he doesn't like anime. Yes. Um, which I like it. It's by the same people that made Persona and the same people that made um, that one that I loved, Tales of Arise. So I'm just trying it out. It's also on uh, Game Pass. I've been playing solitaire games Ooh. on my phone. Airway Ooh. solitaire. <laughs> Your favorite. Let's go. All right. Well, I've got some submissions here. This one is from Alexis at AlexisCiara.cozy, uh, pronouns she, they. Did we read this one? Disney Dreamlight Valley is what she is playing. And they said, I got it and played a ton when it first released, but after 50 hours got burnt out. Relatable. I picked it up again one day and when I didn't have the mental capacity to start a brand new game, and now I'm hooked again. That's how I am with Stardew Valley. I feel like I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm so tired of this game. And then I played, I'm like, oh, this is pretty fun. Yeah, I kind of did that with uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley, too. I tried it out for a little while. It's not really for me, but I do get the appeal. Um, yeah. And then from Rosie, she, her, we have Fire Emblem Three Houses. She says, I love learning everyone's backstories, especially Claude. I love your podcast and keep up the good work. Thank you, Rosie. Aww, Fire yeah, Emblem. You. Have you guys played any Fire Emblem? I've played oh. about 10 minutes of Three Houses, and I was like, I hate this gameplay style. I can't do it's this. It's very specific. It's one of those games, though, that I know if I actually played a Fire Emblem game, I would get way too into it. I just never have. Me too. I would be super invested, but I have a hard time getting into the style, like, of the game. Like, the actual mechanics. I don't even know what the game is. It's like chess. Yeah. Oh, really? It's like sexy chess. Yeah, sexy anime. Sexy Sexy anime chess. Um, yeah. Nice. That's all I know about it, really, though. <laughs> so, anyway... Um, if you want to tell us what you're playing, there's a survey that's in the description of this episode. Thank you to everyone who has responded. We still have more to get through, so it's exciting. Um, Yippee! Follow us on social media. All of our social media is in the description of this episode. If you want to check out our link tree, it's linktree slash fakegamergirls. If you want to check out our merch, it's fakegamergirls.com. And that's it. Yep. Stay cool, gamers! Stay cool, gamers! Bye! Stay cool, gamers! Bye!